This is gonna hurt. It's time, it's time for the Suffering, for the suffering Podcast. Podcast. Phineas Gage was a railroad worker in the 1860s when a large iron rod exploded passing through his head. The rod destroyed the left frontal lobe, and those who knew him prior to the accident were quoted as saying, our friend Gage is no longer here. The trauma to his brain changed his personality from a congenial man to exhibiting every bad behavior that a human being can have. Over time, Gage's bad behavior began to fade, and more of his old self began to reemerge. The neural pathways inside his head began their own repair and rewiring. His mere survival should have been testament enough to write him into the history books, but his personality repair is where the story of hope resides. The human body is a remarkable organism. Its ability to take trauma day after day and continue to function is nothing short of miraculous. Where other species would have lost their will to live, humans will instinctually fight until their last breath and return to who they truly are. I'm Kevin Donaldson here with Mike Felice, and on this episode of The Suffering Podcast, we welcome back one of our nearest and dearest friends, that's Mike De Palma, to talk about the suffering of a traumatic brain injury. He's got to have the most appearances on this. Oh, he's, podcast. yeah, he's he's up there. He's like, uh, Saturday Night Live used to do like the Six Timers Club <laughs> with like Tom Hanks, Steve Martin. That's going to be the De Palma thing. No, when we can't get anybody else. <laughs> just get the Palma. But you know what? So it's 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 really an amazing thing <laughs> to watch you coming back. Even even in the, the short time that I've known you, to watch you regenerate and come back, it's I, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. Yeah. Well, I've known uh, him for 26 years, and there ain't no comeback there. <laughs> no, I, He's still got bullets from uh, – and uh, we won't go through. <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, I, by you saying that, I, I actually noticed myself, like, you know, the resilience and, and I've gotten better and better and better since that, you know, first episode. Well, you're, you're, uh, you're building up that speed bump before you have that impulsivity, which we're going to talk about before we get into anything. Let's give a big shout out to our marquee sponsor. That's Toyota of Hackensack. We don't trust anybody, but we do trust Toyota of Hackensack. So if you're looking for a car to go to toyotahackensack.com. Now the hurricane is in the house. We don't have to ask, tell us a little about yourself. No, we, we know too much about them already. I got some other stuff I can talk about. <laughs> you always you got something in the in the back pocket, <laughs> which brings us to our social media question. And I pulled this one. It, it was one that happened that, that was sent in a long time ago. But tonight, I had to ask this to you. It comes from Schultze. It says, what was the hardest punch you've ever taken? Mike, you're our guest. Let's defer to you. Okay. I, I'd have to say I, I, I used to train – for you know actually i should train you know boxing i i've done that for a while and i was training for a charity event and one of the <laughs> one of the cops in my department you know he was uh you know martial arts he was a bigger guy nicest guy in the world and he's like listen why don't you come down to my dojo and you know we'll do some sparring so i was like okay you know and it in my eyes, yeah, you know, he was a senior guy, so I was still, you know, a police officer. He always had that respect, and, you know, I started going at him, you know, and, and I, was a little, I was a little bit bigger, and he was a little, little bit bigger than me, and I hit him with a few shots, and I'm like, oh, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I, I was like, oh, you know, whatever, and he just unleashed on me. <laughs> he hit me <laughs> left, right. I, I was actually, wow, and, and then he hit me, hit me with an uppercut. And that pretty much rocked me. Yeah, I was surprised I didn't go down. You know, I I, I don't know if that was a gift or not, but I was uh, 
In the ring, you ever been knocked down? Yes. So it's the, I don't know, you ever, did you ever box, Mike? No. So we get knocked out in football games though. So when you get knocked down in the boxing ring, it's the oddest thing because I never lost consciousness. Right. But I got knocked down. I got knocked out and it felt like I was up against a wall. It looked like I was just leaning, it felt like I was just leaning up against a wall, but I was on my, I was on my side. I go, what the, what, what happened? How did, where'd this wall come from? And it was the floor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got knocked down, but his shot, like it, it, it uh, it went through me. Yeah, when you when you come across those people that learn that really know yeah, how to throw like a he, punch and finesse. snap it, yeah, he just it was like boom, boom, and I was like, whoa. And I remember going to my buddy's house. And I was like, wow, I think I'm a little punch drunk or something. You know, I didn't know the term to describe it, but I was definitely dizzy. The, the when I was training, they, uh, my trainer took me down to Red Brick and Harrison. And um, it, uh, a pro, an older pro, was looking for sparring partner, heavyweight sparring partners. So I thought I was Mr. Big Shit. I go there, and I learned in in about the first 20 seconds what the difference between me and a pro was. Like, just the amount of times I got hit. I, I look like a bloody mess. Mike, what do you think? <laughs> it's actually a pretty funny story. You know, back in the day, my father owned a heavy metal club. I used to do security for heavy metal bands. And, you know, we were constantly going at it with people. <clears throat> My father calls me up one week and says, listen, guy gave me tickets to a Rod Stewart concert. Do you want to go? <laughs> big, big why massive not? brawl at a Rod Stewart concert. Why, why not? I grab a friend of mine. We go to a Rod Stewart concert over to Meadowlands Arena. Now, we park over in Giant Stadium. And you had to walk across that, you know, the walkway going up. It was like a bottleneck. Oh, the Continental Airlines? Yeah. Yeah. So these guys start pushing through the crowd and pushing through the crowd. My friend's like, they ain't getting past us. So the guy the guy goes to push past us. My friend shoulder bumps him. They start going at it. His friend came from out of nowhere from behind me, punched me right, right in the eye. I wound up getting four stitches over my eye. But when I got hit, it was like the old... Like cartoons, where you see like stars, yeah, you know, and a little there were little swirly things going up. I couldn't see. I had I don't know to this day. I don't know if I got knocked down. I don't know. All I remember is saying like, I thought my friend hit me. I'm like, I'm like you hit the wrong guy. You work security long enough, and you will definitely get punched by one of your own guys. Oh, it happens all the time. Never seen it. Never saw it coming. Nothing. The guy punched me right in the eye. I had blood coming down my face. I wound up getting like five stitches over my eye. Hardest punch I ever took was at a Rod Stewart concert. <laughs> All right. I've seen Metallica. I've seen Anthrax, Overkill. <laughs> I've seen Slayer. I've seen Iron Maiden. I worked all the shows. Never got punched in the face. Go to Rod Stewart concert. Get right in the fucking eye. <laughs> Should see the fights that happen at an Elton John concert. <laughs> guy, a guy comes up to me next day. Now my eye is up like this. I got stitches over my eye. I won't keep. You know, I take the bandage off it. And the guy goes, huh, "I'd like to see the other guys." And, yeah, I wish I saw him too. <laughs> <laughs> the hardest punch I ever took was from a professional hockey player. Years ago, when I was still in college, I was I was bouncing at a bar, and one of one of the local hockey guys he retired, but he was a big guy, and he was the captain of the of the NHL hockey team, and he had just lost his wife to cancer, and he was he was boozing, he was just boozing, and people would come up and bother him. This particular night, he brings two active hockey players, two pretty big names, and uh, he's he's drinking, and the head bouncer comes up to us and says, "Keep an eye on him; he's getting ready to throw some people." 
So me and my college roommate, who was bigger than me, and he's a he was a big, big guy. We're coming up with a plan. Like, how are we going to do this? I don't want to get punched, but I got to keep him from killing somebody. Sure enough, it happens. Somebody gets on him. The plan was I was going to jump on his back and hold him just to keep him from swinging. So I do that, and one of the other hockey players thought I was attacking him, and he punched me. I actually still got a scar right here. Punched me right here so hard that I couldn't hear. Like, I, I couldn't hear. It, like, it, was, it must have been the knock on, on my skull or whatever. After he found out that he punched the wrong person, I got a real nice apology from an NHL hockey player. <laughs> Schultz, thank you so much for sending that one in. That's, a, that's an interesting question. It's a fun question. But it kind of leads us into our discussion tonight on traumatic brain injuries. And just to just to illustrate our point, Drew, you want to bring up that that picture I sent you so we can give a little backdrop? There we go. <laughs> why why so, are you always, always like surprised. that? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Move your bottle. <laughs> Do not use his brain. Wait, who did uh, this? Abby this Norman. I like. <laughs> Young, a little young, Marty Feldman, <laughs> Young Frankenstein. That's right. That's actually brain. That's a. That's. Yeah, uh, but that's actually your brain scan. Yeah. Correct. It's brain mapping. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's your brain mapping, which you sent me. And of course, when you send me anything, I always turn it into something <laughs> of course, interesting. Of course. <laughs> the smoke coming out from the top of your heads, but I, I do like this stuff. <laughs> I really do. But we're going to use that as a backdrop. We're going to go through step by step. Okay, Mike. So. <laughs> <laughs> because you, my friend, have been diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury. Correct. As you know, Mike was, as all of our audience says, Mike was a captain in the in the Army, or as you would say, the Army. The, the Army. Army. The Army. <laughs> I was, I was. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's sort of taken you into, a, into an interesting path. For the opening, I talk about um, Phineas Gage. And I told you a little bit about him on the phone. Phineas Gage was a railroad worker in the 1860s. And one of the tamping rods that they used to tamp the dynamite with, as he tamped it in, it went through here. There's pictures of the guy. He went through here and came out the top of his head. And before the incident, he was a calm guy, congenial guy, family man, you know, very upstanding man. After that happened, because of the damage to his frontal lobe, he became a womanizer, a drinker, a gambler. Every bad behavior that a human being can exhibit, he had it. And it really changed his personality. But the funny thing about Phineas Gage is over time, that old self started to return. So the brain does repair itself over time. Never going back, obviously. I don't know if we got enough time for Mike's brain to (laughs) re-engage. I I, I can definitely – I agree with that. And and I think that that's that's what happened, you know, in in my case. You know, it's retraining itself. You know, it it, – I'm much better, basically, you know, through therapy, you know, so forth and so on. Well, how how was a traumatic brain injury described to you when you were first when you first heard it? Like, I don't even know well, when the first time I heard TBI. It, it, I just this goes back to what we were just talking about. Number one, I don't know. You know, I was affected, you know, because of something happened in war. But you know, these professional athletes, you know, boxers with and, the CTE, well, right? Well, that's what I said. To, like, I, I don't know how in the world that they could, you know, overcome something like that. Like, I mean, that's consistent and constant blows. I mean, mine can, can TBI be insp- incident specific or could be cumulative? It's cumulative. So the study, and just to give a shout out to the study that it, that I read, it's a pilot study of brain injury in police officers, a source of mental health problems. And in there, they talk about 
the constant concussive and subconcussive incidents. And in sports, it's real simple. You play football, you you have a a 30-year football career. If, you know, say you go to the NFL with junior football and and on up, those constant hits, those subconcussive hits are just cumulative over time and they damage and detach your frontal lobe. But one of the things interesting in that study they talked about is uh, there's a brain institute in Boston where they keep all these, where they do the CTE studies because CTEs, uh, anybody with a TBI, Ha, uh, has a likelihood of getting a CTE, which is degenerative. So they check these brains, and you can't check them while they're alive. They can only check them post-mortem, and they, they brought up two people. Well, actually three people. First person was Aaron Hernandez. So Aaron Hernandez killed himself when he was 27 years old, obviously did some really bad things, but they'd never seen a brain more damaged than Aaron Hernandez at 27. Never. Junior Seau was the second one. Shot himself in the chest. Funny thing with Junior Seau is he knew enough that he wanted his brain to be studied post-mortem, so he shot himself in the chest, which is a ballsy move. Yeah. I mean, that's a ballsy move. You must... If you miss, you've got a big hole in your chest and you're still alive. Yeah, I mean, we spoke about that. It's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And the, you know? the, the third one was interesting. So it was Frank Gifford. So when Frank Gifford died, he donated his brain to this place in Boston. And turns out he had CTE. And the, all the different, all the different, uh, uh, the 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 loss of memory, the bad decision making, the impulsivity, it's common across the board. But with a TBI, you you exhibit all those things. But a TBI does not necessarily mean a CTA. But reverse it, a CTE stems from a right. TBI. TBI. Yeah, right. absolutely. So your your particular is there one particular incident when you were in war? That sort of yeah. It was um, I. It was one specific day. I was um, I was at, we actually on on base, and I had to go to the bathroom. You know, normally you'd have to wear all your gear. You know, sleeping on base, whatever it is, because of uh, you know mortar attacks. Where is this now? This is Camp Striker. This is like out out outsourced from different areas. In in what in what country? I, Iraq. In Iraq. Yeah. So you know I. It, it was a it was a strange you know we just came off of um, you know a, a mission and I, I you know obviously you lack sleep I don't you know any any veteran or even even police any, anybody could tell you you know when you're in that state of mind so I um it, it was a real strange I, I I had to go to the bathroom but it, it was one or two no it was just one and okay there was something over when I was away something I, I think. You know, I think my father always watched over me, you know, and that specific day, you know, when I was getting up, I, I was thinking about my father, something, something, and something told me not to, you know, just hold on, wait. I mean, it was like a matter of like seconds. So I was like, nah, I got to go, you know, whatever. So I, I go, I had no gear on. And as I'm walking towards, you know, I came out of my tent and, and walking towards a, the uh, latrine, which was like uh, pretty much like a trailer type. You know, everybody used it, whatever it is. And then as I'm walking, you know, I, I was at a, coming out of sleep and I hear, you know, I hear the whistle. And I was like, oh, you know, I just said, holy shit. You know, I was like, I turn around and I start running. So the round hit that trailer. And where you were going to be. In. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I shouldn't be here. You know, that specific thing, me stopping and thinking. So the concussive blast 
as I was running, blew me into like the barrier. Oh, you were like, it was like a movie. Yeah. Kind of, you, you know, like yeah, those, kind of, those explosions yeah. in the yeah, movie. Yeah. So, and then I literally, the barrier, I hit it. My head hit it. And it, you know, it's just the impact. I remember, you know, certain things like my, you know, your teeth, like it just, so I went out, you know, but somehow I managed to just get back up and I kind of coordinated, you know, a little defense or counterattack and. You know, I, I knew and I had really, really close one of my um, he was a specialist, really good friend of mine. He's actually retired now, GBI agent. And, uh, you know, he said, Captain D, you know, you got to rest, you know, whatever. And, you know, you, you don't really want to go to the medics or whatever, you know, or, or you know, re- get away from your soldiers. You know what I mean? So I, I like two, three days I was out, you know, like, you know, going through headaches and, you know, nausea, so forth and so on. So. You would have the traditional concussion. concussion. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it 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 blew me. You know, I was surprised. You know, afterwards you think about it, like how in the world did I just get up and and have that ability to think quickly? You know, and I, I think it's just. Well, yes, you think that's a survival survi- mode. Survi- I was going to say survival, it's be survival but mode. like I knew there was other soldiers, there was other people, there was other. You know, I knew that that was there, so I, I knew subconsciously that I had to protect and. You know, it, it it goes all the way back, not to get off the topic, but, you know, I was always like that, you know, even as, as a little kid, you know, I always had that sense, you know, to protect and obviously careers that we went into. So, you know, that was, that was, that was the first time and, and that was some blow, you know, it happened again while I was overseas and it was, you know, in a Humvee and obviously, you know, IED and that blast, you know, it just, it, they rocked my head. You so know, d- it, for our audience who's never been to war. <clears throat> Explain the sensations, if you can, of especially the IED. It just complete pounding. It's just shock. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a quick, you know, I don't know. It's because the closest it's the closest I've ever come to it is I remember you know you got to remember I grew up in South Jersey yeah. at one of the Fourth of July parties. Somebody threw a quarter stick of dynamite pretty close to me, yeah. and it went off. And I remember feeling the concussion, the percussion yeah. of it. Well, it's it's a it's a it's a you know, luckily this it hit the the back of the vehicle, you know, so that the concussion it, it just it's it's like power, you know, it's the same thing as that you know the mortar round hitting and you know the concuss you know pulling you and, and pushing you. it's just it's like a cinder block hitting your head, I, I guess, you know. Wow, you, you touched on something before with like uh, you know never getting enough sleep and everything. Do you think sleep deprivation has something to do with with like TBI? I think it it has the my opinion. Again, this is for everybody out there. This is strictly our opinions. Yeah. We're none of us are medical professionals, but I think it has a lot to do with. Although your I played deci- a doctor on TV one time, I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express <laughs> last night. Um, but I think it has a lot to do with your decision making, the lack of sleep. Oh yeah, and, and if, you're, if your decision making is skewed, mm. you may put yourself in a more dangerous situation because you're not looking at all mm. the angles. I don't know. I don't know. You know, coming home, you you. I got, I was diagnosed with it, but deep down inside you, you just don't, you know, you, you don't still really, feel the same, right? You don't, you don't yeah. believe like what, TBI, like, yeah, okay. You know, it's nothing visible. It's, it's nothing. It's the same thing with, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, but both of those combined, it's, it's deadly. Well, men- mental health issues are the same right, thing. Any right. kind of and mental I, health issue. You know, you, you don't 
you don't realize a change in yourself. I can't but see. But other people will see a change in you. I can't see inside your skull. Thank God I can't see inside <laughs> your skull. <laughs> I, can just, I can just picture a bunch of monkeys jumping around in there, you know, hitting different buttons. Like Nostradamus <laughs> has been in there. I'm telling you, this is going to change yeah. life. Not Nostradamus. <laughs> but if you think about the histories, this is, this is just something recently. I think the, the first, what I read, was the first diagnosed CTE was 1928, but they really didn't study it, right? They didn't, as a matter of fact, that guy Phineas Gage is when they first started doing neurological studies on humans. So this is really recent, but we've been fighting wars in this country since we began. And think about all the soldiers coming home that, you know, we used to see it with the Vietnam soldiers, yeah. right? The Vietnam soldiers came home and they were always a little off. They were Shell always, shock. Yeah. The World War One. You've seen that video of the World War One guy in the trench. He's just shaking. He's just. Yeah. And they used to call it the shell shock. And then it was battle fatigue. And then it was. Then it was uh, post traumatic stress. But this has been going on forever. So we're we're actually kind of fortunate because I think with things like brain mapping and things like that, we're on the cusp of truly understanding what this does. I was explained. You know, this was through, and and I had neurotherapy done. You know, this is what is I, neurotherapy. It's, it's, they kind of, it's like waves in your head. It kind of manipulates what's going on to try and retrack, you know, everything like thought process. Try to put your stuff. sensors back right. in order. And just recently I was, I was speaking to someone extreely, extremely, um, you know, informative and much more knowledgeable than I, when it comes to this. And I was under the impression, you know, so the colors, so forth and so on. You know, it's depression, it's, you know, the red trauma and, and so forth and so on. So this was what I, you know, this is, this is not a normal brain. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, um, we, sh we should have superimposed, <laughs> yeah. we should have superimposed like what a normal brain scan was. You know, but here's, here's the, you know, it, it's, it's impacted my life. You know, and, and I'm not just I, I, every day. Right. And I'm not here, you know, to, hey, I'm the only person. There's so many, whether it's a soldier, whether it's a cop, a fireman, you know, anybody, you know, it's. That's the control I, I wanna, center. Right. I want to learn. That's the control center. Others, you know. So the brain is the control center of right. your entire body. And if your brain is broken, if you have a broken brain, well, guess what? The rest of your body. Everything else is going to be broken, yeah. you know. Like even when I went home, I I knew like everything was just different. Like I I really never, you know, came home the same. You know, it I I went to a neurologist, neurologist headaches, so forth and so on. And you just you don't you don't think you have something. You know what I mean? Because you don't see it. You know, because you so, don't feel any different right, yourself. Right. So it's I, just your thought that your thought pattern is different. Right. And and you know I, you know I was diagnosed. You know with with a, a tra with traumatic brain injury. You know I, I don't know the the, the severity. I'm at a, at a point now where I know I'm a hundred times, I, I shouldn't say a hundred. I know I'm so much better. You know, if obviously you guys see me in here, you know, the first, you know, the, the first episode until now, there's so many, so many changes that were made. And, 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 you know, my, my therapist, you know, she's fantastic. She's been working with me in many different ways. So, you know, I want to, I want to be able to help, you know, and learn more. Well, let's you know, go over some you, of the common symptoms. Mike, Mike's been downgraded to a tropical storm now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I try to tell you that, but believe me, it's still in there. <laughs> and, and that, honestly, that's, I, I just spoke about that. I, it's so different when, you know, I was in the, the, the heart of what was going on in my life. You know, it was just, 
it was well it's amazing how one event yeah. can change the trajectory and, and of I your life i didn't notice like even you know it never even you know i can't you know obviously you know, i was still a police officer and it never came out on others you know meaning a, a, a criminal or anybody else like it would anybody that was close to me you know I, I guess subconsciously like you know one of my bosses was my close friend you know and he he got to the point where he knew you know i would just argue and he'd wait let me argue and then he said you're done and i'd be like okay <laughs> like i didn't realize these things until it started happening and then you know it it, it started to you know escalate with it was just you know, even things. Well, if I, you knew you were doing it, then that I means, didn't. That means yeah. there was there was some manipulation in you, right? I had I had no idea. Right. You know, now I look back, I'm like, oh shit. Well, let's look at some of the some of the symptoms, and and you can pick out which ones you had. I got them all. <laughs> had them all. Headache. Check. Yeah. Check. <laughs> Confusion. Duh. Yes. Yes. Born with that. <laughs> Abby, normal. Born with a born with a TBI. I probably, I probably might have been. Nah. Memory loss, bad, bad. Like and and I noticed it. It was. It got to the a few years back. It was. It was pretty pretty um pretty bad. And now more so, it, when I've had like you know I have any kind of stress you know or anything like that. You it, it I'll forget little things here and there. You know. You know, you know, and it's to the point where you could forget something as little as where your keys are, right? That's or, o- right. Or like if I have to go mail something, you know, when I'm going out in the morning and I'm I'm having a real bad day, I'll take the piece of mail that I know I have to go mail or something like that. I'll go out to my car. I'll be, where the fuck did I put that piece of mail? You know, I got to go back in the house, look all over the place. And you never, you never remember where you put the little things. Like half that. the time, crazy. It's, half the time it's in your hand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with me anyway, half the time. Well, it's in my it, hand. It, so many things like that happen. Yeah. You know, it, it, there was so much, there was so much going on, you know, uh, obviously I'm still going through it with, you know, um, but if people can understand there's the reason behind certain things, it may give them a little bit of perspective. Okay. Well, Mike's confused. Mike's Mike's got some dizziness, got some memory loss. Well, is it just because he's he wants to do it? No, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand what's going on inside his own head. Because what am I supposed to look at my own brain? You know, I can't do that. Right. I I, I didn't. You know, they, and like, if, it was like it was it was it was tick boom. If you don't have someone that's supportive either, yeah, that will right. understand that, it just makes everything worse and worse and worse. That that is so crucial yeah, and and believe doubt. it or not you know my therapist it's been almost six seven years and it, it, a text message away she'll answer me back you know now it's to a point believe it or not her voice you know just hearing her it it actually it it, it okay you know what she's she's saying this you can't you know what i mean it, it's it's so impactful you don't you don't realize it, well, you it's, become pavlov's dog right all right so yes pavlov Yes, you become passive. Is that like a phlebotomist? Phlebot- <laughs> I'm still I'm still in shock after that word. No, go ahead. No, you so there were some there were some experiments done on on mice and rats and dogs where uh. they can actually show a dog a treat and the dog will salivate because the dog remembers what that treat means. That treat means affection. That treat right, means right. Oh, okay, okay. And and um so it, it's it's programming the brain to to react to certain stimuli. It's right. programming. It's right. basically what it is. It's the same way they programmed, the CIA has been programming 
assassins and things of that nature. So that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I, you know, I can't. Well, I know live, it's like, live my life, but you know, there's. She's been w- with me that long, and, and you know, there's when I was first, you know, certain some certain things happen. I was forced. Well, I look at it with your kids. A, and I was, I was. Your kids, now, are, your kids are the are the prime example of that. Now, that's what I don't understand. So, your kids are your calming. Your kids oh are your, your peace and your serenity. Good, yeah, yeah, and you know, your your kids are that treat that you give a dog. Like, be good, and you get this treat. Your kids are the treat. So you've been conditioned. Right. And and that was a big factor too. That that just escalated what was ever uh, ever going on. And you know, we've had discussions about this. I, I don't understand how I'm I'm so happy and calm because you've been conditioned. Right. It, and it's with my kids, you know, n- none of this would ever ever, you mm. know, come about. And that that's your safe place. Right. You know, it, your it, kids are your safe place. They mean everything your, to me. Your therapist's voice. Right. Is your safe place. Right. You know, that that's when it brings you back to when things were good. Right. And, 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 and now I, I understand it more from, you know, it's, it's not, like I said, it's not like, oh my goodness, I have to go to my, it's not like that at all. It's just like you're saying, it's so trained where, you know, even if they were to step away now, you know, my, I'd, I'd be okay. Yeah. But during that period of time, you know, she could tell you there was time, you know, at police headquarters, I, I was forced and she was just like, holy Christ. Well, you have, this the, guy's a monster. You have the impulsivity. Right. Listen, there was no, there was no, hey, Mike, listen, don't hit that send button. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the, 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 the thing is, I had no filter. I, I had no, you know, I, I had no way of understanding why I was doing those things. I always tried to explain I'm that. I'm not using that as an excuse, but I, always, I didn't know. I always tried to explain that in terms of post-traumatic stress, the, the impulsivity. It's like you have a, I, I've said this numerous times, you see somebody walking down the street and you don't like them. And you, you know, you say, I'd spit in their face, but there's that part, there's that buffer, there's that speed bump. That speed says, bump between your brain and your actions. You say, well, you know, it's not a good idea. That's gone. It's good. It's like, right. I'd like to spit in their face. <laughs> and there you go. And I was, you know, I was at that point, you know what I mean? And, and. I, I didn't understand, you know, it would take two or three days with comment like, oh shit, mm. that wasn't right. You know, but as we discussed, if somebody said, hey, you know, if they were trying to do something I did, you know, we can relate back to the Mickey Mouse incident, which is, you know, famous now, you know, throughout <laughs> New Jersey and, and lawyers and so forth and so on. Lawyers. I, the yeah. Mickey, if you don't, if you want to know what the Mickey Mouse incident, go back to... Pretty much, we yeah. spoke about it. I mean, it, it, it was time. something. It was, you know, it was, uh, it was very impactful. It, but it, think it, about the think about the 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 degenerative things you've done in your life as far as drinking, right? And you know, you, when you were hitting it, boom! Oh yeah, just no thought about what you had to do or what. Just this is what I'm going to do now. So now you add just 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 put that that scenario together: traumatic brain injury, post traumatic stress disorder. Alcohol, VA had me on medication. I was a Molotov cocktail. Well, the medication in itself, and we'll, we'll, we'll that's good. That's a good segue, <clears throat> right? That's a good segue, right? But now, in in that period of time, what was you know obviously having a battle, and and my kids, you know, mm. were, were take. I I couldn't. I had no serenity. I had no. I couldn't protect my kid. Like 
So I was just in, it just like fur- you said, it further I, pushed you into that hole, right? Like you know, the, the crabs in a barrel. We discussed that. Yeah. that. That's stuck in my head too. That's the way it was. You know, I, I couldn't. I, there's no way, no way I turned because I was getting hit in every direction. Well, you the minute you try to climb out, crabs in a barrel. Is, right. If you put a bunch of crabs in a barrel, watch one try to climb out. Their other right. ones are going to yank them down. back down. In all reality, you know, you have all these lawyers trying to take away the love. You know, the the, the two. People that mean the world to me. Do you think They're the lawyers t- taking your happy place? Do right. You, do you think the lawyers <clears throat> played a little bit knowing? I mean, they have a lot of access to researchers and things like this now. Okay, the guy was in war. We know he was he blown up. Um, maybe they played on it a little bit. They pushed. They, 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 they pushed didn't the know that. Huh? They didn't know that. They didn't know that. Right. And I'm not like like I said. I'm not using as an excuse for my actions or anything I did, you know, my choices, you know, to, to, to drink or whatever it is, those are my choices. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm not using, well, you know, but how could I, it be Kevin, that impulsive thing? Like you guys, you guys know how I am. You know what I mean? I could, unfortunately, right. But I could have reacted, <laughs> well. reacted differently back then. I didn't have to send that Mickey Mouse. Mm, yeah, but you but didn't I was have the, so, me- you didn't have, you didn't the, have the mental capacity. Right, so listen, do, do I, do I believe that they knew that they were going to trigger me like that, one hundred percent. What not telling you, your ex wife had to had to you listen. They all give the triggers. Hey, listen, say this, and it's really going to trigger well, him. Say this, and it's really going to put him over the edge. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pin him like he's a fucking bona fide jerk off. Right, but th- that was you know, obviously you know she she did those things, but it was more those lawyers. There was one in particular, you know, and I'm not I'm not you know saying hey everything is you know he knew he was actually told by medical professionals to stop. So now you're, 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 I, I don't care what anybody says, you know, there's emails to show what I did. And there's also emails to show what he did. Now yeah. I'm going to give you a different look on that lawyer and that one particular lawyer who knew what he was doing. If I were you, I would thank him. You want to know why? Because he uncovered your road to recovery. hundred percent. Yep, isn't that weird? All this did it. We it it made you it made you start to think about your actions, right. your impulsivity. You know, your all the things that go along with a traumatic I mean, he, brain you know, injury. He he, there was ways. You know, he decided to. You know, that he was a medical professional. You know, like you know, there was there was a lot of things. So maybe he was know, dissecting Mickey Mouse dolls. Well, I was, was no. going to say, what you should do as is a, is a, is a peace offering is send him a Mickey Mouse doll without a bullet. No, oh, he actually kept my Mickey. I asked for it back. He kept it. You know, <laughs> it's so. in his office right now like yeah, this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, you know, it, it look, and, and I'm not, listen, n- nothing they've done and still to this day is, is what changed my life. You know, I changed my life. So my, my therapist changed my life. My kids changed my life. You know, so I, I get I get your point. But I'm not giving him credit for anything. You know, they, no, 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 no. They've done no, enough no. damage. You no, know, they, they can no, sit back he, and say, "Well, he, we're doing my job." No, you, you, you went a little bit too far, buddy. No, he made you see the light, though. Hundred percent. He made you see the light. Yeah. So That's like, what he'll, he'll, like, he'll drive me to another yeah. level where, meaning, I'll get to the like point where, you know, believe me, law school and stuff like that just to prove a point. Did you know that? No, I don't. Yeah, did you? Know no, I don't. Oh, we'll <laughs> talk about that later. Yeah. That's going to be, oh my God, I can't, I got to, you're coming back for it. You know what it is though? I don't want anybody to go through this. I had a big support group. I had people in my corner. I had people when I, I, you know, the the situation I was in, I had guys from the academy, you know, help me. I had, I had, imagine these people 
that are going through this and have nobody. Well, the, you understand the, the the thing of it is, is and and you know what the outcome is for that. But the thing of it is, is this is why I wanted to bring you on to talk about this because yeah. if we talk about this from somebody who has it, and there's a high likelihood that Mike and I have it. Okay, and I we're obviously undiagnosed. Hundred percent, without doubt. Um, but if we sit and talk about it, and somebody who you may have lost along this journey, who sort of said, "I can't deal with it," he's crazy. Maybe, Many people. Maybe they'll sit and say. Oh, okay. I get it. I understand why he why he did that stuff. Why he was a little impulsive and you know shut down. And you said you push people away when when oh. you're close to him. And um, you know, but I want to talk about the the process of healing. So there's there's the doctors. You have uh, post traumatic stress. Okay, brought on by a traumatic brain injury. What do they do? They're going to medicate you. And they're going to give you antidepressants. They're going to give you anti-anxieties, which Klonopin, all that Xanax. Oh boy, which you know better than anybody causes brain fog. You're already experiencing memory loss. Now you got brain fog on top of it. All it does is just dull it. It just dulls everything, and you know I'll never put another medication in my body again, ever. Rectally is different. That one he's all for. (laughs) Take that semen shot. See, come on. This is serious. Well, you know, I just had to clarify that because you said I never put one it's in my mouth. It's a serious thing and we have to make it because we're sitting at the same table again. So you'll never yeah. do oral, but you'll... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, it, 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 you know, it, it's it's very impactful, medication. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, you know, every single time and, you know, I'll speak about this. You know, this, I don't need... I, I don't... Honestly, I'm to a point where it, whatever anybody wants to do legally, whatever, just do it. I don't care. But, you know, like... I'm, like I'm desensitized to that. Klonopin and Xanax and all that stuff. That's a temporary solution. Yeah. It's, it's a temporary... You, you wake up and you feel the same fucking shitty way you did before. You're running away from the prairie fire. Yeah, you I've go. heard that from some... Heard yeah. that before. It's a, such a, so visceral. But but after you... <laughs> after I, after you got me in contact with that Stephanie Samuels... Who, oh, my God. Who is just... I, I blew my, wait. She blew she's, my mind. And oh she's going to come on. Goodness. She blew my mind when with the stuff that she was talking about. Like she read my life same, without same here. First time I talked to her and she knew nothing about me. Nothing. She goes, Oh, let me guess. I bet you're a football player. I bet you I bet you you played contact sports growing up. I bet you did this. I bet you did this. And everything she just picked it out. And she asked me that question. What you know, with the I, I you know, I told her everything I've done, you know, and she's like, Wow, you know, obviously you you don't I didn't believe I was, you know what I mean? I didn't believe it because I, yeah, it's just, it's just me who I was, whatever it is, you know? But she explained, would you tell somebody if they were doing that to do it? Absolutely not. Well, and she's like, well, there you go. You take the Mickey Mouse incident, okay? Uh, (laughs) Take the Mickey Mouse incident. I almost got that t-shirt with it. (laughs) I probably would have been back in court on Monday. But the, Jesus God. So the funny thing about that Mickey Mouse incident, I'm looking at it from a distance going, Mike, why the fuck did you do that? What is wrong with you? But I'm pretty sure I would have done the same thing. Oh, without a doubt. Like you said, impulsive. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I would have done it. Without a doubt. Like and, I, it was and, just, you, and, and if I told you about it, you would have probably told me, don't do it. Oh, there's so many. With, with him, there, there was so many. I had no fil- filter. Like I hadn't, you know, I, I would focus on where it just, and it wasn't, you know, I understand you, you, everybody says, well, you take out your frustrations on on him or these lawyers, whatever it is. No, they, listen, they, they do it to you in, in a, a very- Passive, flip it, you know, flippant way. That's another thing that's stuck. It's more passive aggressive right. than flippant, yeah. right? So, well, they do it in a way with legal, like you know, legal words, and they they insult the crap out of you. But I'm I'm straight up. I'm going to tell you. Listen, you know what? Uh, 
Well, so there, there's the what they do is tell you to go fuck yourself in legal. Right, and I'll tell you go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, like there was one time, you know, even when I, I remember, you know, it, it started driving me nuts where you know he'd push it on me about his credentials and like when he have a, a signature and the you know, so you know me, you know at that time, so I, I did four pages. I started when I was in the first grade. You know, I I sung you know the national anthem. I was Uncle Sam, and then I went all the way through my accolades in life. You know, like that's that's the mentality. You know, these listen. You you take these people out of my life. That's ten times how much more I'm going to be better. Well, let me. But I, I'm I know I've accepted that this is the way it's going to be until my kids old. So that's an interesting point. That uh, do you have any memory recall problems with things that happened prior? To getting the TBI, that I do. You do. I'm. I'm now. I'm becoming more. Obviously, I mean, we have conversations. You know, people might think this is that, but I'm. I'm pretty much like a sponge. You know, and now I'm getting. You know, everything back, and now I'm. I'm back to semi to you know the way I except was. I get the I get the random calls. Hey Kev, I gotta say this. What's another way to say it? Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell the the guy to go fuck himself. What's another way to say it? <laughs> I get those calls. Yeah, but at I, least like, now he's right. thinking it through. Yes, and like, he'll be not. he'll be like in a, in a great conversation, you know. And I'm listening, whatever. I said, listen, how do I say "go fuck yourself" in a different language <laughs> <laughs> and make it sound nice? <laughs> yeah, but that's the way they do it. Like, you know, I'm I'm yeah. just you know. Well, the, it, one of my favorite words, and one of the ways, so the, in. What he did to you is I used to use the word in reports all the time when I wanted to say "fuck you." I used to use the word "oxymoronic." Yeah, right. So we, somebody with a diminished me- mental capacity like some, a lot of supervisors have will think that I'm calling them a moron. And I love it. Uh, you call me a moron. And they try, I've actually been, they've tried to write me up for using the word oxymoronic. Uh, they, uh, do, you, do you speak know, English? To, 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 to think about it, you know, that what you were talking about before, it was actually just used in, in you know, emotion about, you know, the, the control, like, you know, control of like, I forgot the word. It's, it's so many. My, my phone is so. It's now. It just talks legally. <laughs> Siri, hey Kevin, what's up? Uh, you need to submit the motion on the fifteenth. It's like it's re- getting ridiculous now. So, site you know, case yeah. Plessy versus yeah. Ferguson. Uh, docket number seventeen. Oh, I'm sorry, Kevin. I, I just meant to say goodnight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know now it was used. You know, and I'm like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, no. But I'm not gonna. T- you know, I'm not like that. You know, you you want to. I'm I'm a fair fair person, you know. Do it right. Don't don't use all this like the, the latest one that I cause chaos. Whatever it is, come on. Like you don't even know you don't even know what chaos. You don't know is. chaos Stop. yet. You, you don't you don't even like you know when when. You know, you were in diapers when I was in Iraq. Like stop. You know what so, I mean? But that's Stephanie. That, that's what drives me crazy. But. That's Stephanie I, Samuel's person. She put it into perspective. Right. So they treat this. They've been treating it wrong, or what what she suspects is wrong all along. They're actually exacerbating the situation. You know, <laughs> exacerbating, making it bigger. Right, no, I got that. Okay. okay. They're exacerbating you know my vocabulary. Your vocabulary has expanded. Don't, Just don't even don't even play. <laughs> it used to be a one-page dictionary, now it's a five-page dictionary <laughs> with an appendix. With an appendix. <laughs> exacerbated in the dictionary. Comes right after dis and Do you that know it's like these, these words are all over my in, house with sticky notes. <laughs> Stick it like I, I now have those yeah. all over the place. <laughs> I now Visceral, have wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> Lobotomy. That's a tough one. That's a big one. <laughs> so, but they've been getting this 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 trauma that yeah. you had to your head has been treated wrong for so long, and a lot of yeah. soldiers have been 
getting treated the wrong way. Right. If we can discuss it, if we can get true studies on it, maybe we won't lose. I mean, we lost more officers as it relates to police work, not even military. We lost more police officers last year than we did from suicide than we did from What's the line of military the 22 a day. Right. Right. And why is that? Yeah. You know why? Is it because of the unknown? Because they don't know how to treat it. They don't, like you said, you can't, you can't just go into someone's head, take their brain out and see what's wrong with it and put it back and say, okay, here's what we got for you now. Well, it's, so there there was a story where uh, a guy came home from overseas, military guy, and he gets released out into the wild. He's, He's obviously got some issues, goes out and cops pull up on him. He pulls a gun out on him and they shoot him and kill him. Well, why did he do that? Okay, why did he do that? Did he do it because he wanted to die? Was it suicide by cop? And they don't think it was because right. the, all the precursors weren't there for suicide by cop. But even with police officers, why are we losing so many police officers? Why? It's it, There's too many to ignore. Right. It's not like they have financial, uh, you know, Artie Dell from 1013 Survivors always talks about Alex Vasquez. He had three beautiful kids. He had a beautiful wife. He had a great job. So why did why did he kill himself? Okay, what, what's what's the – and hey, listen, if we can stop one, if we can stop five, if we can stop ten, that's what we want to do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. And, and everybody's different. Everybody handles things differently. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know what he was thinking or – you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. I only know what happened to me. And, you know, it, it could have went. Well, know. did it ever get to that point where you almost oh, yeah. just couldn't take yeah, it? 100%. Now your mindset. This was in the, in the beginning when when before like even the entire hurricane you know came pre I mean, diagnosis right you know it, it's you you get you know you get into a deep dark place you know it's the depression I, I just like I said I I think I my children saved my life hmm. you know and that day you know I I looked at my children and to this day so what what would you do you know if you knew you know you would. To get to me, use your kids, and that's what's being done. But I'm to a point where I'm, I'm believe it. You know, I'm so much better. You know, uh, it's it's just it's amazing. I I don't even have those impulses. You know, like it'll cross my mind. You know, you know, like oh man, like and I'd laugh about it now. Like you know, hey, maybe I should send a Minnie Mouse. You know, like <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll joke with myself. So I've made it to that point. Like I'm just dis- honestly, you can do whatever you want to do to me. I'm I'm really desensitized to this bullshit. Like I I'm, I I don't know what their objective is or whatever it is, you know, I just know I'm going to, I, I reach out for help. You know, I'm not afraid of it. I, I, you know, I think everybody needs it and I will go to, you know, the next level. If, you know, if, if she does come on the show, I'll, I'll go to Boston because yes, you know, I, yeah, but they're going to try to take your brain while you're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Hey, we need this one. How much? 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> You never know. I can solve a lot of mysteries. Yeah. No <laughs> kidding. You know, but if I can come back and help others, which you guys do all the time, and and even this, this it's, you know, I I would I would love that more. You know, I would love to. You know, for my children, like this is this is what it's about. So what's changed? So talk talk to me about, you know, how, when how long ago was it at its worst? Let's start there. Two thousand. 17 2017 was at its worst yeah so if you look at your decision making let's let's give a scenario right now how you were to react in 2017 versus 2023 2017 you come in my path you're going you're yeah. going down like i i didn't you know and and 
the crazy thing at work, just the opposite. I, I couldn't understand. Mm. You know, maybe it was because it was quasi-military. I don't know. Like, I never had outbursts. Or was you know? work a safe place for you again? It was. That's, like, I, I should have been my, – my thought process, I, I should have been, you know – because work, work, the shit out work, of people, gives, you know? work gives you purpose too. Right. Work I, I, gives you purpose. You have something to do. And, and that was my hardest thing is when when you're in work, you know you have something to do. And it, it's right. still till today. If you have nothing to do all day, now the brain starts going. Now the brain right, starts going. That's right. when you're going to get in trouble. Right. You know, if like I work for the school district now. If I notice a day off the next day, I'm like, oh, Christ. You know, right, because right. an itemized devil playground, and that's when you start thinking and thinking and right. overthinking things and all that. That's I, when I just fill my life up with other bullshit. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't honestly. I, I think it's just lack of knowledge, you know, and acceptance, you know, and and really understanding. Like shit, we're a little fucked up. Well, you know, that, like, that's a whole thing with mental health because it's we're really, a little crazy, you know. It, you know, in, in a sense, you and, can't and fix a car until you figure out what's broken. Right, yeah, exactly, and. You, if the car's I, not running, you're just not going to change the tire. Right. And and I, I've taken, you know, you have to get help. Well, so that the, 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 get the right help because right. some people just stab in the dark. Right. You know, okay, let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. And Kevin, have, uh, Kevin and I have had the wrong help. Correct. Which that guy's still treating officers, by the way. Is he really? I just found out the other day. I heard they took him off. I mean, yeah. like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's we'll definitely. Stop by and see him one day? Uh, our, our mutual friend, our mutual doctor friend told me that he's still treating people. You want to go pay him a visit one day? Yeah. I end up throwing him out the window. Like at that time. So we, we were at a therapist, Mike and I had, we went to this, it was a worker's comp therapist and this guy was so inflammatory. He's lucky. He, he, first thing he did was put a, uh, MMPI in front of me. I was like, you're going to give me another one of these. I was like, what are you doing? I just went through a traumatic incident, and you're going to give me an MMPI, a 550-question yeah. test, Scantron. I said, no. They said, you take that and shove it right up your ass. Oh, well, I don't understand why you're being so combative. Really? You don't understand why I'm being so combative? Because I'm coming to you for help, and you're giving me a test. Like, uh, come on. It's, you know, that that we, I, up, I've, in, up in Oakland. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they, well, there's, an, there's another one. He gave me the... He gave me the uh, yeah, I was up there. He gave a, me the Rorschach test. I had the Rorschach. I had the Wonderlick test. I had the, uh, the it was like MMPI, a seven eight hundred uh, seven eight hundred MMPI, and then I had the Fitness for Duty. Uh, so did you ever have a two, Rorschach? two yeah, weeks? I, I had the Fitness for Duty two weeks after my incident. Did you ever have a Rorschach? The ink blot. Uh, Kevin, I think they put me through so many so tests. The, <laughs> so it's funny. Like I, hurricane almost came out in that place too. Rorschach right here. <laughs> Wait, is, was it the red test or the yellow? T- <laughs> so did you ever see? I got. I actually got gig for this, and it was up in Oakland. I got gig for this because he's giving me the Rorschach test. I came off a midnight, and I had to take this test, so I was a little loopy anyway because I hadn't slept. Do you ever see Armageddon, and they're giving him the Rorschach test, and Steve Buscemi's taking it, and he goes, I see a blonde with big tits. I see a brunette with yeah, big tits. Yeah. I see you with big tits. Yeah. So I start thinking about that, and I, I <laughs> laughed. I start laughing, and sure enough, he marked me off for it. Yeah, I, And then and then the uh, the head... The head guy there, and I won't say his name, he gives me his book that he wrote as a method to try to heal myself. Yeah. Yeah, listen. That's not self-serving. I I think everybody has to find their own outlet, their own person, or their own thing, you know, to help, you know. I I mean, you know, I found mine. Obviously, you know, I've 
accepted it. Yes. You know, have my kids back. You know, we have a great relationship. And obviously it's used every, oh, you know, the war and his, the, like your, your behavior. Okay. You're I not get an it. excuse. Guy. I get it. So, you know, I, I want to say, listen, hey guys, I, I, I'm sorry. I, in the fifth grade, I got detention for the first time. Like, why don't you go bring that back up? Like, that, come on. <laughs> yeah, but what's, so let's get into the, the time the, I threw a raisin yeah, at like, a, Honestly, I listen. a raisin and, at a and, nun and, in third and truthfully, grade. these lawyers, like, I handed it, like, to them. Yeah, I, I. And a silver platter, like if you think you're that great, like for what? I gave it to you. So aside from your for your appearance long time ago on the Suffering Podcast, what yeah. has what has been the most beneficial thing to the healing of your broken brain? Therapy. Therapy. You Talking know. it out. You know, that's yeah, the only I thing mean, that's and, the only and, thing that's worked for me. Like that if I yeah. were to give you the thing that's worked hundred percent for me is talking. Acceptance, you know, like just owning up. You know what I mean? If it was like when you came out of the closet. We all accepted you. Yeah. <laughs> we see, all accepted you. <laughs> the difference Why between can't the three I, of we're gonna have a whole series. <laughs> about to get serious. About to get deep. <laughs> this already. When, when me and you went through we went to therapy and we went to the gym as an outlet. Mm-hmm. Did you ever try going to a gym? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Just checking. You want to see right. my tricep? No. See what I'm saying? Can't get past see, the third like, chin. Come on. There he goes again with the chin. Listen, you can't replace. <laughs> Look at you. You're stuck with that. I could lose that. You're stuck with that thing going right there, the whole thing. <laughs> oh, God, I love it when Mike's in here. Yeah, he's, it's the same. It's like repetitive, like the lawyers. Uh, your behavior, like, oh, you're ch- come on. You got to get some new material. We're trying to poke the bear a little bit. No, it's, it's <laughs> gone. It's like a little but how, tiny bear. But how is how is your decision-making process changed? Uh, I, is it I've, just that little buffer? You got that little buffer back? Because I know I you still, I have, I know you still have the impulses. Get the speed bump back. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you, you do. You do. Like, listen, don't, I mean- Basically, you know, taught, you know, where just let it, let it go. Don't, I used to sit in my house, you know, when I, obviously the day, fester. listen, all night, two, three in the morning, looking at emails, De Palma versus De Palma, De Palma versus De Palma, you know, and you know, you're not realizing that you suffer from this, whatever it is. Like I was, I just, so your actually, lack of focus right. actually hyper-focused you on Right, right. On the now wrong now I'm, I'm like more and more, cause now I know. I'm never going to do stuff like that again because the two most important things are at risk. Mm-hmm. You understand? Absolutely. So it's, it's, but that changes that. See that right there shows me the change in your thought process. Right. I mean, listen, it's a drastic change. Not that I'm saying, listen, I don't suffer from it anymore. Of course I do, you know, but my actions are not going to be the same because of, but in 2017, were your kids at the forefront of every decision you made? They, they they were, they were, but they weren't. Hmm. I, I didn't, I, I knew anything I ever done wasn't around them, but I, you know, on the, on the outskirts, it, it I, I did. Yeah, so, but your kids aren't with you. But, what I'm trying to say is your kids aren't with you 24 seven now. No. They're not with you. But I do know the decisions that you make now on the periphery, like you said, I have a feeling they're in your mind now. The, every day. Okay. So. I'm never. You see how that decision making has changed, right? Right, and, and and that was another thing where you know Anastasia Patel. Try not to do dad. this when you're talking about your brain. No, well, that's the way I was. No, but it's it's <laughs> it's just a crank that makes it's brain work. It's repetitive. Hold on, wait. Don't let me look at my train of thought. Come on, thought. All right. So <laughs> you know, it's always hey, the overall goal, the end game. 
my kids, the end game. And that's in my head. But that was different in 2017 where you'd see your kids and your kids were important right, to right, you. I'm not right, saying right. they were. But then you'd go out and destroy yourself. Right. Right now, you don't go out and destroy because yourself. I knew, listen, so it's just when they leave now, I'm drained. Mm. I can't protect. I can't hug. I can't love. You know what I mean? So, and then in the interim, you know, every Monday, De Palma versus De Palma. You, you need to pay this or De Palma versus De Palma. You need to do this or it, it's – so. I've, I've accepted that. I've accepted the fact that this is the way my life is. You know, I'm not going to let it change or let it stop me from. Destroy you. Right. You're not going to let it destroy right. you. I'm not. Like, listen, I'm going to have a good weekend this weekend. You know, I, I don't, whatever it is. I Because I know my kids Thursday, Tuesday, and hopefully, which it's going to happen unless I'm sure something will pop up. You know, it, it, there's going to be more custody time and everything get back to normal. Listen, my actions, whatever, it has nothing to do with my children. Mm. It has nothing to do with my love for my children. It has nothing to do with my relationship with my children. It has nothing to do with it. I just think your decision-making process is, is much more solidified and sound right. Right. now as opposed to six years ago. Right. But don't get me wrong. Like, I'll protect. You know, I'll protect I'll protect my kids and, and friends or loved ones in my life. Like no other would. Do, do you think the the difference in 2017 was alcohol and medications too? When I came home, it was it was con- you, you can see that it it progressed. You know my PT, my post traumatic stress disorder it was that was diagnosed. I mean that was, it just everything fell into place. Like I, you know, it, it was there. It was you know if you know you wanted it to come out, it, it would come out. You know what I mean? It, it's the truth, and I'm not trying to say hey. And and it's sad because there's so many other people, not not just veterans, you know, or, or cops or fight, you know, all these people, UFC fighters, anybody who takes these blows, it, it's it's now you realize, oh shit, yeah. And now with those conversations I had with her, I'm like, wow, this is real. Mm. And and you know, I'll never let anything come between me and my kids again. Well, it's you, not. You just gotta. Surround yourself that, with the right people, right, it, it affected, and you're doing that by coming in here. You're right, no, the right no. Let's see, because I, I feel you know we talk. Like, it's, it's a, it's right. You have to have that support. And like I said, imagine people that don't have this. So for those people out there who don't understand traumatic brain injury or some or living with somebody with a traumatic brain injury, it's those wicked. are the people that need to be educated more so, more so than the people with the injury itself. Right. And you got to have somebody that's there. You know, the, the person I'm with now, it's just, listen, she's probably got traumatic brain injury because of me. <laughs> no, I mean, she nothing got, she got she's got post-traumatic, yeah, she got post-traumatic mic disorder. She's got everything. Like, so that's, that's somebody like, and you it's know, post-traumatic we, stress. Diploma. Right. And we, we battle, you know, whatever it is, you know, and it, and it's, you know, and obviously what I'm going through, you know, with, with I'm going through, it, it affects that, you know, so it, it's, it's a whole big picture, you know? It's but something now and and even then it never took me to that next level where you know physical you know what I mean it's something inside of me just said hey you know it's an eye opener it just recently I just got I got I got hit in the head with a like a excavator you know like the side of it right and I was like oh shit I got did you cut. damage the excavator no and I actually t- <laughs> the ambulance came and took the excavator away no, the thing it went up like this you know but I texted my. My therapist, I said, I'm not, I'm so used to it. I don't even know when I have it anymore. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, hey, I think I got a concussion. So she's like, well, how do you know? I said, well, I got massive headaches three days and I was dizzy. So I, I know now, but I didn't know. You know what I mean? Mm. At first, I, I think 
I don't know how that works, and, and it's something I want to learn about. Like, you know, how many more blows can you take? But kept think about it. When we were growing up playing football, you never had concussions. You no. had your bell rung. They gave right, you smelling salts right. and put you back in the game. No, I never, never smelling once. Smelling salts. Yeah. I read something after, you know, every time you tell me something, I, I research it and I read about it. Like, <laughs> I, I think it was, no, <laughs> that's just classic, but I think it was 60,000 shots to the head. I, I don't know which football player it was. It was 60, 60,000 60, in his career. I read something Probably about Junior Seau. Right. You know what I mean? Like, see, that's like one thing with my memory. Like, I'll I'll, I'll read something. I'll, I'll I'll and then I'll just when I stress out or whatever, I'll, I'll just it'll it'll slip away. But it was fifty sixty thousand. Now imagine fifty sixty thousand blows to your head. And listen, those things you know that I went through. You know, it's two things, two separate things. It, they were bad at the time. Yeah, it, it probably did some damage. It, it definitely did some damage, obviously. But can you imagine that? Yeah. Like, I, that's that's nothing. That's like a Tootsie Roll to somebody like that. It's <laughs> a fucking odd analogy. Well, Tootsie Roll. There you go. Yeah, here you go. It makes this sense to me. explains a lot. Do not use this brain or the Tootsie Roll. <laughs> yeah. So if Dr. Frankenstein approaches <laughs> you in the Fra- morgue, Frankenstein, <laughs> approaches you in the morgue. <laughs> you know what? The Tootsie Roll, see, that's I had Snickers today, so it was a comparison. Snickers. Snickers. <laughs> the Tootsie Roll to the Snickers. Mike, we are coming to the end, and we always end the show with the same question. You have this abnormal brain, this TBI. You don't have to say that. And well, a, it's, and you a, don't have to tell everybody. And a dirt chin. So, <laughs> see what I'm saying? <laughs> you got a third head. So, Abby. <laughs> Abby. <laughs> what do you think the suffering of a traumatic brain injury has taught you? Help. You need help. You, 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 know, you need constant help. You need support. You need therapy. and one thing that we're, we're doing right now is it's, it's their comedy. It's a group it's, therapy. It's, com- it's a group I, therapy I've, I've made a lot of things comical, you know, where I. <laughs> yes, you have. Right. No, no, no. Seriously. I, 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 I smile about things. Nothing I could do. Well, you know? it's so our, this show has been nothing but a big giant group therapy session. And, yeah, for and, us, without a doubt. Every week, week in, week out. Right. And, and I, I, you know, I commend you. I, I, I come on here, you know, I, I, I'm more and more comfortable, you know, obviously, you know, we, we talk on a daily basis, you know, it, it's, it's, it's help. And you have to accept, you know, you have to really realize like, oh shit, I, I was diagnosed with something like this. So I guess I haven't, you know what I mean? I realize now like shit, I, I all the things I've done hundred percent. Well, none- you, you know, you were, you were saying, you know, therapy and all that. One of the things that gets me through is just like a deep breath, right? Now, now that's that speed bump theory, you know, take a deep breath before you react. You know, don't, don't like Kevin said before, impulsive, you act, if you have TBI or or PTS and you act off of impulse, not going to be good. You realize that none of us are as strong as all of us, which was a, was a quote from my college football days when we lost one of our coaches. And so we had a gentleman in here, a guy named Mark Vesper, who used to be my boss long, long time ago before I was a cop. And he taught me the Vesperian pause, which I lost for a long time. And all it is, is when you have a decision make to make, instead of spouting off, just <sighs> deep breath. Right? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So deep, deep breaths and maybe some time at the Grand Saloon. That's where we got to go. 940 Van Houten Avenue. I, 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 
Oh, absolutely. Like you know, you know we're, we're trying to get some spam on the menu. Actually, they, if they Nick's, want, they put on a hurricane. <laughs> no, Grand Saloon's great, man. Great food, great atmosphere, yeah, great yeah. people. And you never know who you're going to meet in there because Mike and I were sitting there one day. We talked to, we're talking to a retired cop who used to be a Baltimore cop who knows a guy who runs a radio show that Mike and I have both been on. Jay Wiley. Yeah. Jay oh, Wiley. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's just, and we get on the phone to him and like, Hey, how you doing? He's got his phone number and, so that's the type of atmosphere Grand Saloon is, and they're very supportive of police and vets as well. Nick does a wonderful job with that. Mike, I can't thank you enough for coming in. Always, you're always there for us. You know, it's it just, it, it really is. See? I mean, we, we like to break. No, listen, I'm going to be nice. See, the peanut guy was going again. We, we yeah. like to break his balls, but he's come a long way since oh the God. first time he's been on the show. He's come uh, a, I was without in a long way. Oh, my God. Yeah. You've really come a long way. Yeah, I was... Uh, wasn't really happy. wasn't in a good place. Just, and I, you know, it, I, I, I watch these episodes and, and you guys listen. And sometimes I don't feel worthy about telling my story, you know, listening to these other guys, you know, and I, I I'm more so, Hey, I want to tell it because I want to help, you know, mm. if I could help well, that, somebody, that's what it is. it's yeah. not that it's I'm not definitely going to go for that treatment in Boston. It's not that 100%. you're, it's not that you're not worthy. It's just your your problems are your problems. Right. Other people's problems are other people's problems. They're dealing with it the same way they are. You know, their problems may seem bad to you. Your problems may seem bad to them. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's I'm living proof with, with all that, you know, what could happen and what, you know, it's, you know, I, I took it to the downward slope of right. a life. And at that time, you didn't, you didn't get that. You didn't want the help. You just didn't give a shit. Well, especially yeah. in law enforcement, you couldn't get the help because then you're, you're that guy. Agree. You know, now you get to put uh, on a uh, rubber agree. gun squad and, right. you know. Which I was on, by the way. I was actually on the rubber gun squad. It's not I a fun place to be. I think I think I I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then everybody's looking at you talking behind your back. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. There he is. I, I, honestly, I didn't give I, I still don't give a shit. Well, I know people from the <laughs> people from my academy class are like uh, I got back to me like uh, yeah, we heard you were on the rubber gun squad. I go, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode. I appreciate it, Mike. And that's going to do it for this episode of The Suffering Podcast. As always, let's think about all the stuff that we learn. The brain is the captain of the ship. A TBI can change the trajectory of your life. A TBI doesn't mean you can't succeed in life. Time can repair all things, but most importantly, reach out for help. Don't forget to visit popple.com for a nice digital business card. Put in the code TSP20 for a nice 20% discount. Follow us on all social medias, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram. Follow Mike at Mike underscore Felice. Follow me at Real Kevin Donaldson. And of course, follow The Suffering Podcast. And don't forget, you can always listen before you watch. All of our audio episodes come out in full on Sundays. And that's going to do it for this episode. We'll see you on the next one.